Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, the theme of the night was adaptations, and Danielle Stern shared a difficult story about how a perinatal mood disorder led her to the termination of her pregnancy. Hi. So, my name is Danielle Stern, and this is Nathan Elliott Stern. He, uh, his middle name, apparently he wants to wander a little bit, so we're just going to let him, you know, get his stage feet. So, he's named after my brother because they have the same middle name, and my mom did that because she thinks that they have the same level of intelligence. Um, but enough about him. So... As I was introduced, I am really into yoga. I've been a dancer my whole life, and uh, hold on just one second. Nathan Elliott, come here to baby. Good boy, and sit. Down. All the way. I know. It's okay. You can do what you want, buddy. So, actually... So uh, apparently you in the front row, something really horrible is going on in your life right now because he is my PTSD service dog. And that's right, I do have post-traumatic stress disorder and I am up here to tell you about how that actually came about. So January 5th, 2013 was one of the most bizarre days of my life. I took a pregnancy test that morning and found out that yes, I was in fact pregnant. Um, So I was married, I was living in Chesapeake at the time, and you know, my husband and I, we'd been trying to get pregnant, and I'm no, I'm no, uh, I definitely have a history of mental illness. I was diagnosed with depression when I was 20. I also have a panic disorder. So I found out that I was pregnant, and the past six months, I've been working with my psychiatrist because we wanted to have a family. To I wanted to come off of all of my medication that I was on because I didn't want to be pregnant with all of that. I didn't want to have to deal with the potential birth defects or anything, and I didn't want to feel responsible for bringing a crazy, maldeformed child into this world. So I'm off my medication. So my husband and I start trying, and it was just only one cycle that we started going. It was the only thing that he was good at, getting me pregnant, everything else, not so much. So, of course, I'm a little bit anxious. I think anyone who recently finds out that they're pregnant is anxious, whether they are planning it or not. So in that next week, the anxiety starts to worsen, and when I am able to sleep, I'm having nightmares. But we all we chalk this all up to just normal pregnancy hormones. And then the next week, the anxiety turned into panic. And the luxury of even being able to sleep to have a nightmare went away as well. I couldn't eat because every time I had something to eat, I had a panic attack. So at this point, we're all starting to figure out, okay, you know, Danielle's definitely brewing something right now. And the next week, it got even worse. So I started having delusions that this fetus inside of me was trying to kill me. And I was psychotic, and I was starting to become violent, even with such a precious thing as my little Nathan here and also my two cats. So something's definitely wrong, and we're definitely starting to see that now. So I'm about six or seven weeks pregnant when I go to see the OB for the first time. 
And I had been dreaming of this moment for so long because all I wanted to do is I wanted to be married, I wanted to have a child, and I wanted to raise that child at home. So when it's time to go have the ultrasound, I see this picture up on the screen of this little tiny little being, and I can see its heart beating, and I hear its heart beating, and all I want to do is claw it the fuck out of me because in my head this thing was trying to kill me. So that's not normal, in case you didn't know, but um, at that point, okay, something's really, really not right, so I was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Not my first stay in one, probably not my last, but I was admitted to this unit in North Carolina, and I was very, very fortunate that we're physically close to it because they specialize in treating women who are perinatal, so pregnant or postpartum. So I'm in this hospital, and everything that I had thought about for this perfect pregnancy in my head was just completely, it was just gone. They started pumping me full of all these antipsychotics, benzodiazepines, and all of these drugs that I had researched were like, wow, I'm going to have like a two-legged mutant child come out of me. So, you know, that kind of added to the anxiety. And also, I don't know if you know this, but in your first trimester of pregnancy, your hormones double every single day. So even with all of these medications starting to maybe do something, the hormones kept, they were ahead. So what do I do? I had some counseling, obviously, with the doctors who were there. A very, very lovely local rabbi came and gave me some religious counseling, and I spoke with my parents. And together, because I wasn't of the most rational mind, we decided that I need to end this pregnancy. So that's what I did. And I was in the hospital, and they took me over to that area of the hospital, and we terminated the baby. So the moment that was over, I remember that very, very specific moment when the doctor said, okay, we're done. I started screaming, thank God. And I like to think that I say thank God, like, oh, thank you for helping me. But I think in reality it was, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not going to be in pain anymore. So I come home from the hospital because they discharged me the next day. And I spent about two weeks at home just decompressing and trying to figure out what the fuck just happened it was about two weeks afterwards, and the hormones are definitely starting to wear off. The drugs are starting to do something, but definitely not enough because I found myself sitting on the couch two weeks after I was discharged with a handful of Valium in one hand and my cell phone in the other because we all are attached to our cell phones 24 hours a day. And I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, okay, well, do I want to kill myself because I don't think I know how to live with with my decisions and what I've done, or I can, maybe I can call someone. Maybe there's someone who can help. And I chose, I chose my right hand. I chose to make a call to the psychiatrist that I had been seeing. So she admitted me to a three-month residential treatment facility. Um, and while I was there, I learned I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I learned what had happened to me. I had actually experienced a perinatal onset of a mood disorder 
And I like to consider myself really lucky because only 1% of pregnant women experience something like that. And then 1% of that 1% experiences it at the severity that I did. So, you know, just, just always a very lucky person for that. So while I'm there, they're teaching me how to embrace this change in my life because something else that I learned was that even with proper medication beforehand, if I were to ever get pregnant again, I have a 50-50 chance of that happening just as bad as it did. And I'm not going to let that happen. So at this point, I say that I cannot have children. So here I am in treatment, learning how to change my thoughts coming to terms with now I have this new diagnosis of PTSD and now I can't have children and I was there for three months it was the most wonderful experience of my life and it was time to come home so while I was in treatment though it was almost like being in my cocoon and when I was discharged from treatment I had come out and I was a butterfly and my wings were definitely very very wet but they were there and I knew how to fly it just was time to do it So I come home to my husband, who this entire three months had probably just been sitting on his butt playing video games. So I was evolving, and he was static. And so I'm used to all this change now, and I'm like, fuck it, it's time to be single. And that's right, gentlemen, I am definitely still very single. So so I left him, and... Everything since then has just been constant change. Scary at the time, but definitely for the better. So in the past couple of years, Nathan, my sweet little hoary child over there with his completely exposed to the world, he became my service dog. And I was living in a new place. I was making new friends. I have a new job. Everything is new. And it's wonderful. And it's all because I had this fucking horrible experience that I couldn't imagine going through anything worse myself. And I'm happy today because of it. So I would like to do a little experiment here because I am definitely a yoga enthusiast and I'm about to start my yoga teacher training. I know there's a couple yogis in the back right here. So I want to take a moment to actually figure out what's happening in this moment, because that's all we have. The past is gone. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, but we have right now, and so let's appreciate it, because right now in this moment, I'm happy, and I hope that each of you are grateful and happy in this moment as well. So if you will indulge me, if you feel comfortable, please go ahead and close your eyes. If not, that is completely fine as well. So we're going to do a little mindfulness meditation. So... What do you hear? Obviously my voice, but is there something else happening? Maybe my dog is shaking a little bit. Can you hear your breath? Maybe even your heartbeat? What can you touch? What are you feeling? Maybe your pants are on a little bit too tight. Hopefully not. Something soft in your clothing. What can you smell? Do you have some really awesome perfume on or is the guy next to you wearing entirely too much cologne because that also happens what can you okay so we've heard we um oh is there is there a taste maybe you had a sip of beer maybe you forgot to brush your teeth this morning i don't know it's all up to you and so now let's open our eyes 
and use our sense of sight. So look at the people who are sitting around you. You can look at my amazingly gorgeous purple hair if you so choose. But let's just take a look around, and now we know exactly what's happening in this moment. And be grateful for it. And so as a yogi that I am, I'm going to take my hands to heart center because that's how I feel comfortable. Feel free to join me if you wish. And the divine light in me honors and acknowledges the divine light in each and every one of you. I am so thankful and grateful for you here tonight. Namaste. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you can find out about our next show, learn how to submit your own story, and of course, listen to more Storyteller podcasts. I'm Deb Markham, producer of the show. Our live host is Brendan Kennedy. Amber Nettles, Scott Rose, and Evan Hartley provide production assistance, and Jenny Zell is our podcast consultant. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.